0: Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're
1: unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Welcome to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. You're about to meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Here's Frankie to show you how.
2: Hello there, and welcome to Mission Unstoppable Radio. Today, we are going to meet two ladies who have a passion and a love for the residents of Storybook Primate Sanctuary, and they both volunteer their time and talents to see that Canada's only Primate Sanctuary continues to thrive. Storybook Primate Sanctuary seems like a wonderful place to retire from animal testing and laboratories, living in garages, having leashes, being deprived of, you know, and, and neglected and abused, and I think that we'd all be lucky to end up in a place where we no longer have to worry about our next meal or being frightened or wondering what tomorrow will bring. Well, every one of us loves a stress-free retirement and I think these monkeys deserve it. (laughs) Well, today we are going to meet two ladies who make that possible. Charmaine Quinn is with us, and Anita Kunz is with us. And Charmaine is a dedicated volunteer at Storybook Farm. She's worked tirelessly around the world, helping primates, great apes, and other animals. Her international volunteering has taken her to Belize. Uh, She's worked for Wild Tracks, taking care of howler monkeys and manatees. In Borneo, assisting with the rehabilitation of orphaned orangutans. She's also... Groom donkeys at the Donkey Sanctuary, one of my favorite places, and she's um, raising awareness of the plight of rescued chimpanzees from the Fauna Foundation, and being a docent at the Toronto Zoo. And her passion for orangutans led her to be the secretary for the Borneo Orangutan Society. And in Borneo, she had the pleasure of meeting. Mr. Tony Blair, and educating him and his family about infant orangutans that she was taking care of. Shermaine's work in Borneo was also acknowledged by the High Commission of Canada in Malaysia in their newsletter. Uh, Charmaine has been volunteering at Storybrooke Primate uh, sanctuary since two thousand and seven, and she says this is the most important thing in her life helping raise awareness of the traumas of the exotic pet trade and monkeys in research and we 're going to learn more about her in just a moment in just a moment she is also the muse of pockets Warhol um, also joining us I said was world renowned Canadian artist and order of Canada recipient Anita Kunz. yes, we are in the presence of Canadian royalty here uh, it would take an entire list an uh, entire hour I should say to uh, list all of anita accomplishments, but the highlights include being widely published in countries such as Germany, Japan, Sweden, Norway, Canada, South Africa, Holland, Portugal, France, and England. Uh, Her work has been seen in Time Magazine, Rolling Stone, Vanity Fair, The New Yorker, GQ, New York Times, Sony Music, Random House Publishing, and many, many more. She's also illustrated more than 50 book jacket covers. Uh, Anita has frequently uh, teaches workshops and lectures at universities and institutions Internationally, including the Smithsonian and the Corcoran in Washington, D.C., her works are in permanent collections, um, which is very exciting. I think uh, at the Library of Congress, the Canadian Archives in Ottawa, the Musée Militaire de France in Paris, and uh, the Museum of Contemporary Art in Rome, and a number of her Time Magazine cover paintings are in the permanent collection at the National Portrait Gallery in Washington, D.C. In 1997, she received the Les Usherwood Lifetime Achievement Award for Advertising and Design Club of Canada. She has been named one of the 50 most influential women in Canada by National Post. As I said, she also received the Order of Canada, Canada's Highest Civilian Honor, and she also just received the Queen's Jubilee Medal of Honor, and this year in 2017, she's going to be in in the Museum of American Illustration Hall of Fame in New York City. Welcome, ladies. Wow, look at your pedigrees. No, <laughs> Amazing. <thank> you. <laughs> ah, I ran out of breath. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the this hours so are exciting. There. <laughs> I know, there we go. See, told you. <laughs> I am so thrilled to be with both of you, and I was really thrilled to get an email from Storybook uh, telling me that, the, you know, on Thursday there there's a benefit. And Anita and Charmaine, both of you I'm sure are involved with that. Anita, I know that you have have been responsible for getting over eighty artists to, um, to you know to give their works so that, so that, to donate their works of art so that you know folks like us can go and and purchase them to help to help storybook continue on with their journey. Uh, Charmaine, you've been there for quite a long time as a volunteer. Um, right. Was there a new ownership takeover recently?
3: Uh, there was. Within the last uh, couple of years, we've had the board of director taking um, um, over the sanctuary. The previous owner um, decided not to continue on with the sanctuary. And so at that point, we had to have a fundraiser. And uh, the there was a couple of uh, people in Toronto that saw. I went on CP24 to talk to Ann Romer on Animal House Calls about the situation of the sanctuary, that it was in uh, it wasn't. It, we weren't doing well. We didn't know what to do. We have 19 monkeys at the time. Uh, where would we go? We didn't have any money for property. So a um, husband and wife in Toronto came forward and um, donated most of the properties to us. So it was a huge amount of money. And one of the other board of directors came forward with the balance. So it helped us secure the property and helped us secure the future of the monkeys. But it's, it continues all the time to try to do the fundraising because they have long lifespan so it can go on for a while. The uh, treatment for them.
2: Um, so the the primates that you have currently living there, what are their what are their breeds specifically? Uh, well,
3: we have uh, baboons, we have capuchin monkeys, we have lemurs. There's a squirrel monkey, uh, spider monkeys. Um, there's one marmoset, and we have um, macaques as well, which is also Darwin the IKEA monkey is there too. Wow. So, we have quite a few uh, primates. I mean, it's a small sanctuary, um, and there's there's many uh, primates in Canada that do need homes. Uh, also, some we have two from a research facility as well.
0: Wow! So, it's, so, it's, so it's, it's
3: it's constant.
2: Are they are they were they illegal pets or were they legal pets that people just didn't realize were going to be so difficult well, to look after
3: in Canada? There's there, we don't really have bylaws, and it it goes by. Um, townships and things like that. So you you can have um, exotic animals outside Toronto in some places because they've never really passed bylaws about this. So in Toronto you're not allowed to have these animals, which is why Darwin ended up at the sanctuary, um, because she was in Toronto when he got loose. So... um, these these pets are, are a problem because it's a it's a problem with the exotic animal trade, um, so the Canadian government hasn't really passed any legislation about trying to keep this you know right through the province. So BC right. has a province wide ban on exotic animals, but Ontario doesn't. So I'm not, I'm- none, none of the other provinces do either.
2: Storybook is a sanctuary. It's not really a zoo. It's not, and it's not a place where people, you know, can. You you look for volunteers, but it's not a place where people. You want people to come and play with them. They're not. They're wild animals. No,
3: it's not like that at all. So we have open days during certain months, from starting from the spring to the fall, once a month. People can come and, and they can learn about the primates and educate children. What's going on in this field? Because it is a huge problem in Canada. Um, that people want to have these animals as, as uh, pets. It's um, it, they're, they are high maintenance. So you can't. It's hard to take care of monkeys. They bite. They c- can carry diseases. So it's something right. that you just. It's not something that's, that would be in a home. Right. And Darwin yeah. should never be in a house. So, but at the time, you know, this is this is what happens if people think it's something that's.
2: I want um, you to tell Darwin's story in just a moment, but I want to meet Anita. Anita, how sure. did you first become involved with the sanctuary? When, when did you go there? What made you go there? Well,
4: I've, I've always been a huge animal lover since I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I went, there, uh, I went there with my niece, who is also an animal lover, and we just wanted to check out the monkeys. We'd heard about the primate sanctuary. So... What, so when we got there, I mean, of course, I you know I think the animals are extraordinary. I mean, they're so close to us; it's it's scary. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yes. We were blown away, and I met uh, Dinah Liepa, who um, I guess she's the co-owner of the sanctuary, and I think director. I'm not sure. Anyway, but so and I knew her in my advertising days in Toronto, and so we started oh, talking, and she was telling me these these stories and. And, you know, about how, you know, what you were saying earlier about everybody loves a cute little baby monkey, but, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody wants a little baby monkey to dress up. But the trouble is, you know, with somebody like Darwin now, he's an adolescent male and they're so close to humans and he can get rebar. I mean, do you really want a pet? Yeah. So after the you know, after they're babies, then they, you know, they're not pets, they're wild. So anyway, I was so incredibly moved by this. I went, um, I think, once or twice after that, and I wanted to do something. I mean, I was so profoundly moved by both what these incredible volunteers are doing. I was really moved by the fact that, you know, it's all private, like every cent goes to the goes to the monkeys. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing comes from the government, and I was just really moved. But to hear how many monkeys have to be euthanized, um, I mean, I was just profoundly moved. And and I wanted to do something. You know, I thought, man, if I if I had if I had a million dollars, I would give them everything. And I thought, wow. well, what, what can I do? You know, and I thought, well, you know, I don't have tons of money to give, but you know, but uh, maybe. Maybe I can put on Facebook and see if some of my artist friends might, you know, donate a, a piece of art. Maybe we can have a pre-Christmas little fundraiser. I might get five or ten paintings. But so I put it up on Facebook, and hundred, over a hundred people replied. Wow! The so it was, it was really, I was, I was amazed that so many people were willing to, uh, to, to help with, with you know, help with this fundraiser. So that's how I became involved.
2: That is so exciting. Um, we're going to go to commercial break in just about a minute. But when we come back, I want to talk about how many monkeys are euthanized in you know, and why and all of the, the statistics behind it. Because I think it's important that people understand, just as it is, you know, we know the dog shelter world, but we don't know, you know, the monkey world. And, and so I think that would be really important to find out a little bit more about that. And maybe, Charmaine, you're the one to talk about that a little bit. And I okay. love that... Um, you know, art art is so art's very important to me. Uh, uh, I hate to call myself an artist around you, Anita, but <laughs> I, I paint pets too. And and um, uh, that you know you have that you have a celebrity monkey painter artist uh, in pockets Warhol, and we'll talk a little bit about him too. And all that he's doing with his philanthropy to help raise funds for for the sanctuary. But we are going to go to a commercial break. So uh, don't go anywhere. Stick around. You, are, if you want, you can call us. Phone number is nine zero three uh, five eight. What is the phone number there? Seven eight seven five eight eight seven. There you go. And you can call, give us a call, and if you want to ask about the monkeys to either Charmaine or Anita, you can do that. And go to the website thegoodradionetwork.com, dot and look for. Uh, the information about the fundraiser on Thursday. We'll be right back.
1: That's right. Don't stop listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages.
5: Stop. Stop. The League of Women Voters reminds you that on Election Day, we are all equal. Please join your friends and neighbors by registering to vote and going to the polls November 8th. Visit www.vote411.org to find out who will be on your ballot and how the voting process works in your community. This election is about our future, and we all need to
1: weigh in. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
0: If you are looking to drop a few extra pounds or to just get more toned, working out with an exercise ball is a good idea. Livestrong.com says that when you perform exercises on a stability ball, you are engaging your core and helping to shape and tone your abs. Exercising with a stability ball, also known as an exercise or fitness ball, will strengthen your core and improve your balance and stability. They remind us that it is impossible to spot reduce. You need to consume fewer calories than you burn, and then the weight will come off all over your body, including around your waist. As you are cutting back on calories, be sure to use the exercise ball during this time to tighten and tone your waist. Your newly sculpted abs will become more and more visible as your weight decreases. I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
2: Okay, and we're back. I told you we'd be back, and we're back with Charmaine, and we're back with Anita, and we're talking about storybook monkeys at, uh, who live at the sanctuary, at Storybook uh, Sanctuary, uh, Primate Sanctuary. Um, before we went to break, I said that we were going to come back, Charmaine, and we were going to get a little bit of history or statistics about these monkeys. Anita mentioned that many are euthanized. Is, why are they euthanized, and, and where is this being done?
3: well a lot of the, a lot of the monkeys that are in labs are being euthanized after everything's sort of they finish the protocol uh-huh. so a lot of them are it's just sort of they're shuffled through there and people don't really know what's going on in the in inside these labo- laboratories um, a, a lot of primates are probably pets people don't know about them so they probably might get them euthanized it's hard because you can't keep track of private pets across canada
2: Right, um, right. It's so not what's the, something
3: what's the that, most, that people do.
2: Uh, is there one breed of of orang- a monkey that, that they're using in these labs or, or all of
0: them? They
3: usually they usually use rhesus macaques, but they do okay. often have capuchins as well, uh, squirrel monkeys, marmosets. So there, there's a wide range depending on what study they're using. It sure. probably depends on which kind of primate they're interested in using, but they're all... Probably in there they used to be from chimpanzees, but now they're trying to to move all of those out to Florida to save the chimps. So a lot of that, that testing is ending on chimpanzees, but the the monkeys are still in lab.
2: Yeah. So how many how many monkeys would be in a lab, let's say in Canada at one given time?
3: Um, like across Canada. Yeah, across Canada. Um, oh geez, probably maybe a few thousand. They're in wow. universities. And where they coming they, from? they never give numbers. It's hard no. to get numbers on that. I,
2: I, you know, like, I, I know because okay. uh, another artist friend of mine, Anita, he, he just finished painting 5,400 paintings of dogs who were killed in shelters every day. And that, that was a way to show, um, it, it takes up like two football fields to yeah. show how many animals are killed daily. And so, it, you know, I think that when we can visualize something, it, it, it's a little bit more horrific than just say a monkey got killed, you know. Now there's like two thousand of them, you know, getting killed. So I, I, it seems to me that um, we care more w- when we can visualize that a little bit more. Not that one is worse than two thousand because they're all really bad, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate that, that people are using them for what they're using them for. I just, and I'm I glad have,
4: that yeah, of, so I have this idea that I think in the future we'll look back at the way that we treated animals and we'll we'll think, how could they have been so brutal? You know, because the more, the, you know, the more we sort of go along and the more we understand animals, the more we understand that they're sentient beings. And, mm-hmm. you know, anybody who has a dog or a cat, you know, they have feelings and they experience pain and emotions and everything. And I just think, I just think there's so much brutality in the way that we, you know, we use them for, you know. Absolutely. For, I mean, it's terrible.
2: It is horrific, but it's, I think until we start treating each other well, it's going to be a while before we start treating animals better. Although more more people, you know, myself included, you know, my husband always says, you know, would you uh, would you rather see a person killed or an animal? I'm like a person. You know, it's easier for <laughs> me. I don't know why. <laughs> but animals are just much nicer beings, you know, most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. So our famous little pockets. How did pockets right. get to be called pockets? And 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 why did you start him on his road as an artist sure
3: me <laughs> okay. okay well he, he arrived at the sanctuary probably in about 2010 um so seven years he's been there so he arrived from um bc he was a pet by that somebody had there um and she couldn't take care of him any longer so at, he was about 18 years old when he arrived oh, when he wow. arrived i had worked with with Orangutans, and I had seen them doing artwork and things like that, and I knew that he was very clever. So I kind of thought to myself, um, well, first of all, I had looked at him, and I thought he did have a similarity between Andy Warhol and himself (laughs) because he had very sort of white hair sticking up in the air, and his face was very pale. And uh, so I just sort of attached the Warhol name to his name at the time, and I had started to give him children's non-toxic paints, um, and I thought, I wondered if he would be interested in doing it. And and when I put it in there, it just sort of took off. And he sort of has this creative um, sort of he was expressing himself with the paint. And I uh, like his technique. So at the, yeah, it was very interesting because some it's very much like humans. There's some humans that like to paint and some others yeah. don't paint. In, in the primate world, some do paint and some don't. So there are chimpanzees, orangutans, other monkeys that do paint in sanctuaries and zoos, and they use that to try to to, to do fundraising as well. So it's not original that he's doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. There have been others doing it. But um, I think because of the Warhol name attached, he, he became quite popular in the news and... And I had started collecting the paintings and chose a lot of the Andy Warhol colors in his paintings and tried to match them up and named all the paintings, the original paintings, after Andy Warhol paintings. Oh, that's funny. So that's I to, hilarious. He, I, called, I called the original show uh, Warhol Does Warhol. And it was a, just a small diner in Toronto, and it just it got the coverage, and they put his painting on the front page of the Toronto Star next to an abstract artist named Joan Mitchell, and people couldn't really tell the difference between the monkey painting, pockets painting, and Joan Mitchell's painting. So, wow! At that point, it just sort of went viral. It went around the world, and then it just sort of took off. And then that's how I sort of ended up meeting Dr. Jane Goodall and giving her a painting. Um, as well, and Ricky Gervais has a painting. Um, so you know he's 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 collected quite a few fans there. Some people like to see his art; they they find it interesting, and I think it's it's very much like a child would be painting. Mm-hmm. Which means it's it's very natural for him, and it's not. It's just he enjoys doing it, and it's. Um, I don't, you know, it's, it's it's a mystery as to me as to why, but I'm the only one he does paint with. So
2: does he does he see color? Like, does do you find him choosing a certain color over and over again over other I, colors? When
3: I put, yeah, he prefers red. He he does like red. Right? Okay. there is a lot of red in some of his paintings. He likes green, um, but the, but the Capuchin vision is just a bit different than the human vision. So he might see red, but it might not be the form of red that we see. Sure. But yeah. whatever it is, he he seems to choose that those colors.
2: And and Anita, I mean, as an art expert, when you look at at pocket's um, artwork, what do you what do you think? What do you see? I know that you've collaborated with her. Well, I'll I'll just say, I
4: mean, if anybody wants to see him painting, um, Charmaine has posted some some videos of him working on YouTube and it's just to, I find it fascinating because he sits he's left handed, which is kind mm-hmm. of I don't know what that means, but artistic. Yes, I, guess, <laughs> I do. so I find it interesting. And I and so I think he typically uh Charmaine I think he uh, he uh chews cashews with his right hand and paints with his left hand. You're I right. And and yes. I mean it's just I find it really interesting because he's so absorbed in this painting. I mean he's really on another level, and he's just so interested, and and I, I just find it really, really interesting to watch. And that I don't know, um, I, I don't know where he goes when he paints, but I I think it's extraordinary. And then, um, like like you said, we I have done one collaboration with him. I mean, hopefully in the future um, we can do more. And other artists have expressed to me that they really would like to collaborate with him. Tough. But um, it's amazing, you know. So so far we've done. You know, I've I've done the first thing, and then he's kind of yeah. gone over it and deconstructed it. But we're tr- I think we're gonna in the future like she clay. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. What, now, does he know when he's done? You know, I mean, sometimes a good artist
3: they just don't know when they're done. Yeah. No, he actually he, he actually walks away when he's finished, but he does come back from time to time. So he sometimes he'll leave and then he'll come back and finish it later.
2: Oh funny. I love yeah.
3: that. I yeah. love so that. So you'll That's see no him sometimes in the video he'll he'll actually yeah. move away from the painting but at some point he he turns around and he'll start again.
2: Okay. Okay, so he got a little just tired. Or he wanted to come back with a fresh eye and, and look at it. it
3: may, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, when when I look at him, what he's thinking or what he's doing, and I just he 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 seems to have such joy in his face, and and I think because I'm standing there and I'm I'm actually beside him smited. because I'm videotaping, and I'm yeah. saying, "Wow, that's really great," and he's like, "Yeah, it's really great," <laughs> and he seems to get excited. It's very much like a little child, though.
2: But you said that you said that, you know, you thought he was famous because of the Warhol name, which which is quite a possibility. But he's ranked number eight among animal artists in the world. How
3: does that ranking
5: happen?
3: I know. (laughs) Who's number one? I, I think it's the amount, that, that, how expensive the paintings are, are selling for. Oh, okay. So number okay. one would be Congo, who was, it was a chimpanzee that years ago in uh, the, the 60s, they had an art show and they pretended that it was a human and nobody could tell the difference between the chimpanzee and the human. So they, his, it was sort of a, he was the start of, of all this interest in art. Um
2: okay.
3: But they passed him off as a human artist.
2: Okay, I'm just As looking Pierre at his soul. I'm like, oh, they're beautiful. His colors are gorgeous. They are gorgeous. <laughs> wow, I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did post a video of I did post a video of um, of Pocket's painting on the Goodreader website, so you can go there if you want to watch him paint. Uh, <laughs> easy way to find him. That's just amazing. Did um did Storybook did they used to travel to pet stores with a few of the monkeys in the past?
3: Did they travel
2: Two pet stores? Did you say? Yeah, did they do that?
3: No, no. Like okay. The, the, these animals or these primates have all come in from. Some came from a pet store.
2: Okay.
3: Um, I was so at a were, pet store,
2: at a PetSmart, and they had a day where they brought in a few of the a few monkeys and.
3: Oh no, um, no. They they never have left the sanctuary unless they've had to go to the veterinarian.
2: Okay. Good. Good so we, we would
3: never take them out and, and say that here's the, the, the monkey and you can play with the monkey or because right. we, we, that we're very against this whole bringing the primates. And some, some places they do do these sort of little roadside zoos where they bring these animals. Um, but it's not safe as well. You're exposing right. your children to an animal that could potentially cause harm. Right. They do. Yeah. Bite. Let's
2: talk about that when we come back about their strength. Like you mentioned, their strength. I want to. I want to tell. Um, uh, you know, what, what, I'm sorry. The the, what's the monkey from the IKEA monkey? Is it Derek? Darwin. Dar- Darwin. Okay. Darwin. Darwin. Yeah. Darwin.
3: Like,
2: yeah. Let's tell his story. And because that was that was a big, a big story, news story, news day.
3: <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs>
2: That was a big news day in Canada anyway, or in Ontario. I'm not sure how wide it went, but... It was a big news day. We'll talk about that and uh, some of the other famous famous monkeys are go- who's, and who's going to be at and let's talk about who's going to who of, who's going to be at, at the benefit and how many people you hope to get and how much money you hope to raise because you're totally supported by donation as you mentioned at right. the very beginning and so it's really important that um, you know folks be able to do that and can they can is there anything online that they can purchase online without having to go there is there an online auction going on or anything.
3: Well, I, Anita knows a bit more about the online auction. I think oh. um, she can answer. Yeah. Okay, more so that. there is one.
2: Okay, we got one minute, Anita. <laughs> okay, well, um, okay, but we can talk more when we come back.
4: Okay, maybe when we come back from commercial, I can actually talk a little bit about some of these incredible artists who have donated. Um, yes. So, but, but, uh, so, so the the show uh, at the Paper Mill Gallery is on Thursday. Um, then it will be. Uh, then there will be an auction after that, and then um, after that, it will be at another. Uh, at the facility, at the um, sanctuary itself. But that's all, that's all details to come.
2: Awesome. Perfect. When we come back, we'll find out more about that. Don't go anywhere. Go take a bio break if you must, but come right back because this is, this is fun and important stuff. We're saving animals here.
1: Listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. Stop. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Some
0: think that dessert is a naughty word, but it doesn't have to be. If you are a dessert lover, you will be happy to know that there are good choices that you can make so you can satisfy your sweet tooth and your after-dinner ritual of having dessert. Aim for low-calorie choices like low-fat Greek yogurt or 100-calorie popcorn. Both of these will fill you up and satisfy your yearning for dessert. Dessert. There are also many good choices in the freezer section. Weight Watchers make several good dessert options. They are delicious and very satisfying. Placing fresh berries over low-calorie angel food cake is delicious and nutritious. Sorbet, frozen grapes, baked apples, and chocolate-covered strawberries are all delectable. Choose healthy, low-calorie desserts and indulge. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
5: Like us on Facebook. At Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. The League of Women Voters reminds you that on Election Day, we are all equal. Please join your friends and neighbors by registering to vote and going to the polls November 8th. Visit www.vote411.org to find out who will be on your ballot and how the voting process works in your community. This election is about our future, and we all need to weigh in.
2: You're listening to Mission Unstoppable <laughs> Radio. I am your host, Frankie Picasso. With me today is Anita Kunz and Charmaine Quinn. We are talking with them about the story book. Primate sanctuary and some of the primates that are there, and the fundraiser that's happening, and all of the artists who are helping to help raise money for uh, for the sanctuary and the continuance of of a safe place haven for all of them. So, did we want to start with the artists first? Do you think Anita? Let's talk about some of them. Um, sure, absolutely. So, um, you know,
4: like I said, I was I was completely blown away that that all of these amazing people would want to. Would want to uh, you know collaborate and donate art, so I'll just give you some examples. I mean, first of all, we have art from a lot of uh, Toronto and Canadian artists. We have a lot of American artists, a lot of a lot of artists from New York City. We have one from Germany. We have one from England. One painting from England. We have. Uh, and we have two prints from the Ukraine. So this is this is kind of an international wow. initiative. I know. I was completely blown away. So let me give you an example of some of these great people. So Ralph Steadman um, has donated a print. And um, he is the artist who was very famous for having worked with Hunter Thompson in the mm-hmm. Fear and Loathing work. Oh so, wow! So yeah. and he's written. So I mean, he's written incredible books. There's a documentary about him with Johnny Depp. So anyway, and then we have a, f- a few uh, New Yorker cover artists. We have Barry Blitt, who did the famous New Yorker fist bump cover of Obama. He has done more New Yorker covers than than any other artist in history. So he's done over eighty, and he has. And so he has uh, sent us an original. Um, an original painting of, of Charles Darwin. So it's inc- oh
2: wow, it's
4: it's incredible. We have um, we have Tim O'Brien, who is a New York-based artist who has done a number of time covers. He did the two previous ones of uh, Donald Trump. Okay. And- and he's done covers for Rolling Stone magazine. He's done U.S. stamps, um, so he's incredible. There's an incredible original oh, yeah. piece that he's done. It's like it's it's stunning. Um, the caliber of work is 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 extraordinary. We have Cynthia von Buehler, who is a New York based artist. Uh, she's a, she's an author. She's a, an actress. She's a performer, playwright. Um, we have Sue Coe, who is world famous. For she's English, but she lives in New York outside of New York. she's famous for her anti-war and anti-animal cruelty work and she's done she sent us four incredible uh, woodblock prints. We have Jill Greenberg, who is an in- incredible New York-based photographer originally from Montreal. She's also having a show right now at Bogie Gallery across from the AGO and so she sent us one print. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, so we have Paul Cook, who's a Toronto-based photographer. He utilizes sacred geometry. We have Terry Mosher, Aslin, who, um, you know, he's, you know, he's a, a yeah. author of Canada. Cartoonist. We have and yeah. um, who is a Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist for The Washington Post. Um, we have, okay, we have Seymour Quast, who is the New York legendary designer and co-founder of Pushpin Studio, um, along with Milton Glaser. I mean, these are extraordinary people. I could go on and on. These are
2: who's who? Wow. You really brought them in.
4: people. So this is the caliber. We have Frank Viva, who is also a New Yorker cover artist. So, yeah. So not only is it an incredible show, um, Just as far, just as far as an art show goes. But there's a a wide range of aesthetics in the art. There's something for everyone. The price range is, is varied. So, so there's a lot that's affordable. Some of the higher end pieces are, I think, really great investments if you're an art collector. So uh, I'll leave it there, but, I mean, you know, there's more information on the website, and uh, we really, really hope people come and, and uh, are able to. Oh, and they're great. So which website,
2: which website is on? Is it on the Storybook website or another website? Oh, it's on, um,
4: so it, it's listed on storybookmonkeys.org. Is that right, Charmaine?
3: It is, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And okay. the tickets for the show, so there's a you link to that.
4: Right. So if you go storybookmonkeys.org, there's a lot more information about the monkeys. You can click on uh, information That's about the fundraiser. You can buy okay, tickets. There we go. Yeah. And you can, there's, there's d- great door prices, too, I should add.
2: <laughs> nice. Okay. And so now there is an online auction, or will that come after the live event? That we were going to do it for the live event, but then we
4: thought, you know what? That I, some of the, um, especially some of the more valuable pieces, the originals, um, we're going to we're going to space it out a bit and do that probably in a couple of months.
2: Okay, perfect, nice. All right. So it sounds like there's something for every. What would an what would an um, an entry level, let's say, painting or or poster or print go for? Uh,
4: well, we have. I mean, we have some incredible works from some young. Uh, new york artists victo nye is she's amazing she sent us four prints and they're signed and numbered prints and they go for a hundred dollars each and that's wow. that's crazy that's that's a really yeah. good price yeah. i think they deliberately lowered the prices sometimes just because they wanted to help the monkeys and they wanted to make yeah. sure the art would sell um likewise uh marcos chin who is a He's from originally from Toronto, but lives in New York. He sent some beautiful. I mean, you know, there there are the original artworks, sure. and they're, they're more expensive. I mean, they're they're up there, but but you know, there certainly are enough uh, little prints um, that I think some of them are fifty dollars. Um, you know, so and and I think it goes right up to three thousand dollars. But that's I mean, that's even really inexpensive. I think for some of the for the caliber of some of the work.
2: You know, I agree. And I just want people to understand that when you own an original piece of art, like, that's, you know, there's something very special about that. Um, You know, we made our decision in my house that we're only going to buy original art because it's just exciting. (laughs) And you want to help artists. and, And I love art. And I love artists. And so I think it's really cool. But... Um, and yeah. I know some of it's not affordable for the average person but if you're an organization or a corporation and certainly want something in your lobby that's fantastic here's an opportunity to find something new and very exciting that's actually could be part of your social responsibility program when you go buy it.
4: Exactly. I think you can you know you can help the monkeys you can feel good about that and you can get mm-hmm. a really
2: great piece of work. Artwork. There you go. <laughs> great. <laughs> I have to ask you what is it like to have the order of Canada? I mean you're, like you're I, 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 do we need to, do we need to, to call you, you know, madam or miss? <laughs> damn, no. damn, uh, Anita. No.
4: You know, I mean, it was really the biggest honor of my life, you know, because, um, I mean, you know, I've just, you know, the, the life of the, and, you know, I've been an illustrator for 40 years and, you know, for the most part you spend all your life alone, you know, I'm, I'm alone in my studio And um, so I really have, you know, at some point you don't really understand how you're perceived by the public because it's a very solitary endeavor. Um, So just, I mean, it was such a, such an incredible honor. And I I got the award from uh, Michelle Jean, who I adore. I mean, she's amazing. So it was, it was really, it was really a wonderful, yeah, it was the best experience of my life. Absolutely. Thank you.
2: Yeah, that's (laughs) exciting. Very exciting. Charmaine. Let let's hear some of the stories um of where these, these monkeys come from and why it's so important that storybooks stay open.
3: Okay. Well we have um you know, as you know, some of them came as as pets from people. Some yep. some came from roadside zoos. I'll often tell you a bit about Rudy. Rudy's a very small little primate, he's a squirrel monkey. Uh he was found in a storage container at Warden and Eglinton. And um, he was near death when he arrived. So um, he was in kidney failure at the time. Oh, um, so the vet treated him. He's he's bounced back. He's he looks great. Um, but a lot of these people don't realize that when they're they're fueling this exotic pet trade, that only one of every primate that comes in that's usually five die.
2: Oh. So they wow. usually
3: die. They die on translocation. In the process of getting them, they're in crates. I saw this in in Borneo with orangutans; they ship them out in in boxes upside down. They don't oh, really have geez. any concern about how the, any water. There's nothing. There's you know. the wow. so Rudy came with a, a a number of other animals, uh, Bengal cats. Apparently, they didn't make it. So they passed away. He was the one that did make it. Um, so uh, Pierre is another one. He, he was a surplus animal from a roadside zoo. If we didn't take him, they would have euthanized Pierre. Um, so it's, um, you know, there's all these different stories. The ones from the research facility.
2: Yeah. Um, Let, let's you know, talk it's, about your, what would a vet bill, typical vet bill? I mean, people have to understand where the money, you know, why you need this money. Like, it's not just. You have the land, right. yeah.
3: Well, and they so, don't realize that that a lot of these primates have a long lifespan. Some we have George; uh, he's a black spider monkey. He can he's over forty years old. Wow! So, so Darwin will live up to he could live up to forty five years. Wow! So that that long term care yep. has to come from somewhere, you know, and if it's not. Uh, people trying to raise money and and push ahead and try to save these animals, then then they where are they going to go? So right. I mean they have to have long term care. They have to be fed. They just the thing with primates is that they do have a long lifespan.
2: Yes. Okay. So, Sorry, I interrupted you. Tell us another story.
3: Um, so we've we've got Boo and Gertie. So those are the two that came from a research facility. Once they were finished with the protocol, they they were um, they they managed to get out of the research facility because people that t- took care of them loved them enough to try to give them some sort of a future. But most of those those research animals and primates are are destroyed and euthanized after. Um, so we've is got that be- is um, that because
2: whatever they did to them was going to cause them more. Pain and well, they just, at
3: they, that, that just point, had- they've, they've been medically tested, so it's just, it, it, it's finished. Like, it's whatever research they've done on them, they don't need them anymore.
2: Uh-huh. So they're just so, disposable.
3: Yeah, they're disposable items, basically. Wow. You, know, to to what, what a, you know, what a way for society to treat
2: a living thing.
3: Right. It's once it's finished, it's like, okay, they're not needed anymore in that bit, so that their, their life would be finished. Um oh, we've got so Chico cool. who is an old capuchin monkey. He's over 40 years old. He came in his teeth were in terrible shape. He was kept in a bird cage. Oh. Um so this is this is this would be for probably over 30 years living like that, though. And so, I
2: wonder what joy people get from from looking at their little monkey in a bird cage. Like what joy well, is there it, for them?
3: I know. I think it's, it becomes just like a you know, like in Darwin, it was the same thing. You know, he was on a harness. He was, he was brought Darwin's around. Story. Tell Darwin's story. Let's tell his like story a before we go to
2: commercial. We've got two minutes.
3: Right. So Darwin came into us a few years ago. He was found in the IKEA parking lot wearing clothing and a sherpa coat. Um, at the time, the the owner. We're not really sure how what happened in that parking lot. Yep. She said he he escaped from the car, but I mean, I, you know, it's it's all very speculative. It was that. a little speck, yes. It's you know, you're, you've got a bit, very tiny monkey that escapes out of a car and a crate and it opens the door. It's very dramatic, but you know, she probably realized that she could not take care of the monkey. Um, I think this is what happens to a lot of the, the people that sort of have these pets. They do bite. They can't take care of them, and then they didn't, what did they do with them? So Darwin ended up at Toronto Animal Services. They were going to euthanize Darwin if we hadn't taken him at the sanctuary. And there's still a lot of
2: passion, you know, around his story and people thinking that it's you know, good, it's bad that you took him in. and uh, I'm not right. really sure what why people are running hot and cold on him. But uh, we're going to go to well, a commercial break. When we come back, we, we can talk a little bit more nope, about, absolutely. about absolutely. Darwin and, and and the rest of the animals and uh, what's going to be happening on Thursday night still. So Perfect. don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Storybook Sanctuary. Go there and ch- check it out while we're taking our little commercial break. Storybookmonkey.org. Is that right? Uh, S with it? Monkeys.
4: Show me, show yep. It's storybookmonkeys.org, isn't it?
3: There we go. Yep. Yeah.
4: There's an S on the monkey. <laughs> yep. Storybookmonkeys.org.org. Dot Dot org. Dot
3: org. <laughs> there
2: you go. Imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session,
4: you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose passion and fulfillment of your potential you'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits sessions can be done over the phone skype or in person find out more at www.joycebufordempowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747
1: This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. It's
6: merging year, the United States Postal Service successfully ships over 160 billion packages and letters, with bills traveling through the mail at twice the speed of checks. Automated sorting machines read zip codes and directs the mail to the proper destination. But last year, they failed to read some 2.4 billion pieces of mail, all because of cacography. That's bad handwriting. So what happens to all that errant mail? The post office hires more than 700 postal clerks to decipher the most difficult ones. When a sorting machine discovers an illegible address, it scans and sends a digital image to the clerk's computers. Amazingly, the average clerk can crack the code in just three seconds. Not everyone can keep up though, as management at the post office is always pushing the envelope. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app too funny for word.
2: Well, thanks for sticking around. Anita, you wanted to give us uh, your observations about Storybook. Yeah, I just I
4: just wanted to sort of add a little bit, um, you know. So of course, I didn't know any of this stuff, and and uh, whenever I talk to people, they say, "Is that legal? You can have that." Um, you know, people are really shocked that it's actually legal in so many areas to have an exotic pet, mm-hmm. when typically the the story ends so badly. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to say what, what I what I was really impressed with at the sanctuary, um, and I'm pretty new. I'm pretty new at this uh, with my association with them. But um, not only are the monkeys. Um, you know, uh observed, they're they're treated incredibly well, they're like this is their forever home. They're uh you know, they're warm in the winter and they, they have a really nice, you know, nice enclosures outside. But the other thing that's really important is um is enrichment. You know, the fact that they they aren't just fed, but they have to work a little bit for their food. Mm. So wherever possible it, it um the volunteers try to try to make it uh uh, kind of, kind of an experience that would, as closely as possible, mimic what they might have, you know, as well as they can in the natural world. So, so when they are fed, they they have to make them work for it a little bit. Like they, they they put them in bags and then boxes, you know. So mm. the monkeys they they don't, they don't get lazy, um, and you know they don't want them to be bored. So right. boredom lot-
2: is is fuels really destruction in a lot of animals. I guess, yeah, I guess that's it. But also to keep them happy and, yep. you know, yeah. So they're well and, be- and Are they all together or are different, the different, like the Capuchins with the Capuchins and the Squirrel Monkeys with the Squirrel Monkeys, or are they all t- together?
3: Some of them are enemies separate and some them? of them are together. Yeah, okay. some of the lemur groups are together. Um, uh, the, some of the two of the macaques are together. Uh, the two pairs of the macaques are together. We're just introducing the two baboons; they'll be together. So, but sometimes these animals come in by themselves, and sure. they've never been exposed to other primates. So, it takes a lot of work to get them to be reintroduced to their own kind. So, But typically, they're a they're a pack animal, aren't they? Uh, well, they, they're a troop. They live yeah, in they would be in a troop. Right, yeah. and be in a family, so you know, no monkey really should realistically be in a sanctuary. This is not good no. that they're no. that they're living their lives like this, and um, you know, to try to to make their lives as, as great as possible in a in a sanctuary setting. That's what we have to do. We have to give them enrichment, which is how that whole pockets thing started sure. by giving him something fun to do, and um, you know, it's just it's each each one of the, the monkeys has that ability to do something interesting. one of them likes to look at herself in the mirror, so we give her mirrors. The other one oh, likes to play so with cute. dolls. You know, so they so you know, what, the problem is some of sure these ma'am. have been raised by humans too. Yeah.
2: What are typically some of the your your most um important needs like I know at the, at the dog pound they need paper towel and blankets for cleaning and all that kind of stuff what do you guys need what can we help you with other than money can people bring bring yeah, like cabbages well, or something
3: or what do you we need? actually we've been we've been pretty good with the we have a, a few grocery stores that give us natural foods and organic food and things like that so sometimes we need um, toys you know people can send things like that uh, peanuts peanut butter um, things that the monkeys like and that we can make enrichment items with, um, okay. swings, things like that. We're always looking for fire hose so we can upgrade their exhibit. And, okay. know, building supplies are always a need.
2: And what about builders? Do you ever need people to help we build? We always
3: need builders because we're always trying to expand the property. So okay. it started off as a smaller sanctuary and we have built on more um at the front we've just in, uh, the baboon enclosures are much bigger we've um that's been um, redone so it, it's just but it takes a lot of money to get this going so we of we always need people like that that would come and donate their time to build things we need that kind of um, you know so is like your food, somebody in construction would be great
2: <laughs> yeah is your food all all donated
3: uh, we have a lot of our food donated from some of the grocery stores, which has nice. been really yeah. great. Yeah, um, and um, well, it should be, know, but it is expensive. You know, we have to sort of sift through things, and um yep. you know, and we have to buy monkey chow. They eat and a monkey stuff? biscuit. They eat. Yeah, they eat better than I do. <laughs> really? <laughs> Honest uh-huh. to God, yes. <laughs> The monkey food is better than what I eat at home. It's salad, peanuts. Um, they get vitamins every day. They get a monkey chow, which is uh-huh. a, it's like a protein. It's like a biscuit. That's what they give primates okay. in, in uh, sanctuaries or zoos, and that gives them some sort of their their vitamins and things like that. So that's expensive as well. Sure, of
2: course. But I was thinking, you know, I did a, I've done a couple of shows on ugly fruit and how grocery stores throw it out daily. Right. You know? and, and yeah. And, like, because people don't want to buy something with a spot on it and i'm like they should just donate all of those to the sanctuary because they're just going to throw <laughs> so it much out
3: waste isn't it yeah. There's so
2: much waste yeah. what was it like for you to meet dr jane goodall i mean she's like one of my heroes really so uh, oh
3: it was, it was amazing i was like it's almost like when you're in the wizard of oz and you're going up there like the cowardly lion i was shaking <laughs> you know, i have the painting and everything shaking <laughs> and uh it, she was just so she was so gracious and so lovely i met her at the uh Ontario Science Center and it was arranged oh, okay. for me to to bring the painting which I named David Greybeard which is actually that had the start of how she started her study so I had named that from pockets to her um, and um, at that point too I was lucky enough to get on her team when she'd come to Toronto as part of um, Dr. Goodall's um, team of uh, a few you know she'd have a few volunteers so I got managed to do that a few times after so I would see nice. her at different things like that and um but she's just she's i i love her she's you know she's she's spending 300 days a year traveling through the through all over the world to because she loves chimpanzees she could yes. be in the forest and working and doing her research but she loves them more than that so she wow. she's spending her whole life donating her time traveling to educate people about them and and the planet she's it's not just the chimps it's the conservation message what does does pockets like to paint with music or um... no? It, I you know I have there sometimes there's a TV on or there's music it doesn't bother him either way he does get a bit distracted sometimes with people so I'm I'm usually in there when it's very quiet okay because he and does kind of look around see what's going on <laughs>
2: have you have you ever told him a story like this is for dr jane goodall and, and she's like this wonderful chimpanzee lady and have you ever told him a story before he's done
3: a painting and, and see what he does i'm hoping maybe it's like through mental telepathy <laughs> no he's just he's probably very much just like i was saying before like a like a little little like a little child he just enjoys doing it and finds yeah. it uh, the whole process interesting you know it's um I think it's the, 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 the joy of doing it, which is it's really lovely that he's, that he's, he's it, that all this, that the painting has brought in all these great artists yeah. that are coming in to help. And, um, you know, he's, he's probably raised about six, over $60,000 through the years. Fantastic. Um, in painting sales.
2: Fantastic. Yeah, what to you, help, you to paint help fund music? the
3: sanctuary. <laughs> What's that? Do you paint with music? Yeah, no. well, I need quiet for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me. Uh, Does it ever get
2: old for for either of you, or is it always a like a wonder card? when you walk through there? Yep. Always a wonder. Nice.
4: Yeah. Always well, a for, wonder. Sorry, Charmaine I'm, For me, it's I'm still new at this, so I'm still, you know. I mean, I, I, you know, I've been to the sanctuary, and I, I'm sort of, you know, I sort of. The monkeys don't know me, you know, and I don't want to upset them. You know, it's their home. It's like I'm going to their home, and maybe they don't want me to come. You know, mm-hmm. um, so and I and I appreciate, I respect them, and you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't go right up to their enclosures. I, you know, I, I'm, I sort of, I sort of uh, chill. You know, I I, I keep chill. Um, and then the last time I was there, and. Uh, and I, I just I was outside the cage and one of the in one of the enclosures and Pierre came up and just sat beside me. Oh no, it was Julian anyway. Just sat beside me and I was like so moved that he, you know, that he, he chose to do that. That he chose to do that because I think he was another abused primate and just the you know the trust. And I was just you know I didn't want to look him in the eye. I mean it was just it was like I think they're extraordinary. I just think they're extraordinary creatures and I think the. um I think if anybody, like I know they, they have, uh, Charmaine knows when the next open house is, but especially during the summer, mm-hmm. once a month, people can come up and just, just see exactly what's going on. And I promise you, you'll be incredibly moved. And, you know, they're, the mon- monkeys are extraordinary creatures. I mean, they're so like us. And, you know, I love that it's worth a the
2: trip there. Charmaine, how much does it cost to sponsor a monkey?
3: Uh, well, there's different... Um different groups though that some of them like pockets it would be a bit more because you can get a painting of pockets okay so i think okay. for his it's 300 for the year some okay. of the other ones it might be about 100 there's different different ones that are up in sure. the adoption program sure yeah and that gives you a visit to the sanctuary and then you can meet your your monkey of, of choice and uh your primate of choice and see which uh you know, some people love lemurs, some people love the capuchins, everyone loves George, he's the oldest and most vocal, he's,
2: um,
3: you know, he's over 40, and he's our senior with Chico, you know, there's a couple of them that are pretty old.
2: So the, um, sorry, uh, Anita, you you mentioned the open house, so Charmaine, when, when is the next open house?
3: It's actually this uh, on the ninth, on the which is Sunday. So they're oh, having okay. another open house, and then there'll be another one in May, and that's up on the uh, on the website, the storybookmonkeys.org dot org website, and, and people much, can buy tickets for that as well.
2: How much does it cost?
3: I think it's um, sometimes I think for it's maybe twenty five per person or family. There's a group of okay. You know, and I think a family might be fifty or something like that.
2: Well, we've only got, like, a minute or two left. How much money do you hope to raise for on on Thursday night?
3: Well, What's your goal? Uh, do you have a goal? Um, <laughs> just I, just week, even yeah. if it's in your head, goal. Yeah, I you know, know if somebody you, came through and bought all the paintings, I would just, I, I don't know, probably, I would like to see, well, it's, I don't know, Anita, what do you think with all the paintings I, I, and
2: the- I, I hate to answer that question. I, I don't I want to know just, but it's one I, thing to sell it. It's another thing to have a goal in your head and go, gee, you know what? Well because our last our last was so. yeah, our,
3: our last fundraiser was over ten thousand. So I would like okay. to do at least that.
2: <laughs> okay. There's no shame in saying fifteen.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see I'd like to see fifty thousand. <laughs> okay. There we go. You know, I'd like sure to see $50, somebody $50. come in and say yes.
4: But uh, I also, I just also want to quickly mention, so the opening is on Thursday. The show runs, uh, I think, 10 days after that. It's not, it's, it's not up for very long. Okay. Um, but, uh, so anyway, so, the, so you can buy tickets for the opening on storybookmonkeys.org. And then uh, throughout the week, if you look at Paper Mill Gallery at Todd Morden Mills, and you can find the hours and you can just go see the show and, and uh, uh, after the opening.
2: So after the opening, and people will be buying that evening, though, during the opening? Yes. And then after, if they're not sold, you can still continue to purchase?
4: Absolutely. You can continue continue to purchase. You can come look at the show. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. And there'll be
3: some Pockets artwork will be there as well. There'll be five paintings, and, and the one that Anita and Pockets collaborated on will be the main signature piece. (laughs)
2: <laughs> nice. Very good. That's yeah, <laughs> nice. such
3: a good <laughs> piece.
2: I just love that piece. Uh, thank you. Charmaine Quinn, Anita, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, for bringing you so storybook, you for having you know, to bringing to the world here. And we are so thrilled that we're able to get the word out f- and help you with, you know, with helping the monkeys and
1: oh, uh, supporting you. them. It's thank so you. great. Thank you. Thank you very much. They didn't stop stories of people who when the odds were against them turned defeat into victory you've been listening to mission unstoppable with coach frankie picasso see you next time and always remember don't
6: don't don't, don't stop it's never heard. The first official fourth of july party was held at the white house in 1801